You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Zach Tepperman, and he's the president of ZTPR, a public relations firm based in Nashville, Tennessee, in Los Angeles. He works with clients from all walks of life. Tepperman is also a speaker, investor, and published author. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dennis. Hey, thank you for coming on. I heard you on another podcast, Jordan Belfort. I thought you did a great job. You had some amazing value. And I said, you know what? I want to invite that guy on here. He's got a lot of experience in PR. My audience is consisted predominantly of small to medium-sized businesses. So they're all struggling to get awareness cost-effectively. So today we're going to talk about, this is what we've teed up for you guys, just so you can you know, give you a little bit of a teaser here. We're going to talk about how to get big media exposure for your small business with little or no money, right? So, you know, I know you don't have necessarily have a $10,000, you know, budget for media or a big retainer, or you can't afford a big agency, but ultimately what Zach is going to walk us through today is a bit of a framework on how small businesses can start leveraging PR, getting big exposure. But before we do that, I've already kind of know a little bit of the story because, you know, I heard you on the other podcast, but the audience doesn't have that benefit. So give us a a quick backstory. How the hell did all this happen? Where did you, uh, how did you land in PR? Yeah. Long story short, I I was always a a radio DJ growing up. I worked in Miami, across Canada, and even parts of Europe. And then from radio being on air and interviewing celebrities and dealing with the media on the media side of things, I kind of uh, got poached to work for uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. Met a couple of big celebrities during that that told me, hey, we like your personality. Come down to Hollywood and work for our PR agency. So I quit radio, moved down to Hollywood, started working in PR for another company for four years. After four years, I said, you know what? I'm going to branch out on my own. What year was that? This was uh, about 2013, 2014 that I started my own company. And then from there, we expanded uh, not just you know, representing celebrities and musicians, but to startups, restaurants, doctors, lawyers, uh, small businesses, medium, large, you name it, they profile entrepreneurs, the works. We expanded across uh, Los Angeles. Now we're here in Nashville, across Canada, into parts of Australia, the UK, you name it, clients all over the world. And uh, we we work in all different assets. It's all uh, it's 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 exciting. It's fun. Cool. So PR is a really wide kind of net. What do you guys specialize in? I mean, um, is there some something that you guys are really really good at, or that differentiates you from everybody? I mean, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I like to think what makes us different is that we deal with it all. Because I think in this day and in society uh, today, 
you can't just be in one avenue, whether you're a restaurant or you're a celebrity or whatever you do. You need to be thinking in different demographics as well to expand your audience. Um, so the fact that we represent all different types of clients really sets us apart. I mean, if you want a celebrity publicist, it's easy to find. If you want somebody that just does beauty, that's easy to find. But if you find somebody that could do celebrity and beauty, then you could all, all of a sudden pair up that celebrity with the beauty and you're keeping everything in house and it's much cleaner, smoother and easier for the client and everybody's winning. So I think that's what kind of sets us apart is that we're very all over the place in the clients that we take on. And I also, you know, believe that we think a little bit more creatively. I'm not all about general PR and just sending out a press release because again, somebody doesn't need to hire a PR firm to send out a press release. I think when you hire a publicist, you know, you're bringing them on to think about a strategy and a campaign that's different than everybody else. And I feel like, you know, our firm does that. Cool. So tell me a few of your, I mean, who are some of your clients, if you can name them, I'm assuming you might be able to name them. Who are some of the clients you can name that people would recognize? I don't like to name drop. I mean, it's the one thing I just don't like to do just because, you know, some of our bigger clients were behind the scenes. And again, it's all about looking organic. But I'll just say, Dennis, you know, we work with some pretty big A-listers um, in the celebrity world, some pretty big musicians um, and legends in the music world, athletes, entrepreneurs that are billionaires that, you know, might be on Shark Tank or have appeared on Shark Tank. Again, just, you know, go over to our website, uh, ztpr.net, and uh, you'll, you'll see some photos and stuff. That's all I can say. Cool. All right. So let's do this. When you started your business, right, you, you decided to start this PR agency after working at a PR agency for a while. Talk to me about something PR driven that you did for your business that generated a ton of exposure to create some awareness. So, you know, kind of look inwards, micro into your own business. Cause I know what you're, we're going to talk about what you're doing for other businesses and we're going to talk about how other businesses can do it, but give us an event, give us a quick story on how you did something that was innovative, creative, unique, or just easy and really worked. And yeah, I mean, like right when we started, you know, my company, you know, I'm originally from Toronto, from Canada and I was working in celebrity PR. I mean, I got lucky. I'll, I'll say that, that I was able to bring over a roster of high profile people at the time. I had people at that time like Guns N' Roses, Martin Sheen, etc. cetera. Um, so I had a good client base when I started my own company. But the one thing that set me apart was my story. The fact that I was in radio, that I wasn't like the common publicist that grew up in PR and marketing. And I was able to, you know, help leverage my Canadian, the fact that I'm from Canada. I was able to expand Canadian companies into the US and US companies into Canada. So when we first launched our company, my big story or my big selling point was we're the first one, which was the truth at the time, to cover both the US and Canada, you know, clients in both parts of the world. And that selling feature, you know, blew up in the press, blew up in both countries, and it really helped levitate where I am today. Oh, cool. All right. Awesome. So it was really just kind of pointing out a differentiation and then amplifying that. So how did the media, I mean, was it just traditional media? Did you get interviewed and somebody put it in an article or was it? Oh, we, we had articles, we had TVs, we had radio. There was no podcast really back then, but I mean, there wasn't even like Instagram wasn't even that hot. So, I mean, we just blew up across the media online, print, a lot of print at the time. And it was just really finding the niche. I think that's with any company, and we'll get into that more, I know. But it's really, you know, our niche at that point was that we covered both countries. 
and that we took on all different types of clients, not just celebrities. So, you know, once we found the niche, the media really liked that and, you know, they ran with it. And I was, I mean, I was young at that time. I think I was like 24, 25. So here you have like a 24, 25 year old, you know, running a big PR firm in both countries. You know, that's a selling point as well. Yeah. That's an interesting hook to the story for sure. Okay, cool. So today, you know, Zach, you're going to help us unpack this whole concept of how to get big media exposure for your small business, you know, with little or no money, right? right? And I think there's a process you laid out here that people can think through this. It's a bit of a framework on how anybody in the audience here can start leveraging the strategies of a big PR agency like yours and the things you do for your clients, but on maybe a smaller scale, a smaller budget. So help us unpack that and uh, we'll see how far we can get. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the first thing I say to everybody is, you know, you could have the best product, best service, whatever, but if nobody knows who you are, are you really the best? So the key these days is getting awareness about your company and our service. So not a lot of people, like you just said, can afford, you know, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, et cetera, when they're a startup. So if you can't do that, you got to kind of figure out, okay, how do I do it on my own? And the first thing you need to figure out is what's your story or what is your niche like I did and, you know, be able to tell that story and get it out there and brand it properly. So the first thing I always say is a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't know what my story is. I'm just a restaurant or I'm just, you know, another product or whatever. And they don't really know what sets them apart. So other than doing case studies and asking other people what they think of your product to figure out your story, I think the one thing you could do is, you know, look at your hand and think of five things that you want people to brand with your company or service or even yourself and figure out those five things. Is it, you know, whatever it is. And once you figure out those five things, you can start targeting media in those five different niches that you come up with. So figure out the five and then Google search. Like if one of your thing is, okay, I don't know, give me a business, Dennis. What's a business idea or a business? Uh, so I just interviewed a gentleman who's in the, he sells to hospitals. He has a disinfectant product, right? Okay. So for example, I'm just obscure. Right. So there, health, health and you know that. So you would Google search health and then whatever it comes up on Google, that first page of health, go to those media websites, find a couple reporters for each media outlet that talks about something that, you know, could maybe relate to what you're doing, or at least has a general sense that they would be, you know, interested maybe in what you're doing. And do that for all five things that would relate to your product. So here you have a startup, Google startup media, Google health media, Google, I don't know, whatever area that person is in, if they're in Philadelphia, Washington, whatever, Google Washington media, and go to each one of these websites and take a record of about 10 or so reporters from each one of these outlets, figure out what their email addresses are, whether you have to go on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, do some time, do some research and figure out each one of their emails. Now make this Excel page where you now have five media outlets, uh, not five media, you have five niches with 10 media outlets in each one. So now you should have 50 contacts in total. Then you figure out what your pitch is. And that goes into step two, where you have to figure out what your story is and sum it up in one or two, three paragraphs, uh, paragraphs, I'm lying, sorry. And once you figure out that story, so we are the top selling, you know, hand sanitizer in this area. We, you know, the reason we're doing this is because a family member had COVID or, you know, whatever that story or that angle or that hook is, figure it out and put that pitch together. And then, send off the emails to each one of these reporters. 
you know, make it personal, be like, hey, I just read your story about hospitals, or I just read your story about how this startup is doing that. And it really resonated with me. And I have this great idea for you. And then send them your two, three lines and, you know, say, hope to talk to you soon. And if you blast out 50 emails to separately to these 50 different, you know, reporters, I'm sure, you know, you'll get one or two or three back that say yes. And that's all you really need is one or two to get into the next stage. So, okay. So you, you figured out your story, right? You got to come up with your story or what differentiates you. And, and that's not always an easy process, right? I mean, that takes a little bit of time, but what are some things from a story perspective? You know, like for example, you know, where do you look? I mean, is it kind of the backstory? Like you just gave, you know, there was a good example you just gave, which was kind of that COVID example. We had somebody who had COVID. So you're looking for the human element, but what I think the key is, is that where I, the mistake, and tell me if I'm wrong, you're the expert in this PR. I see a lot of people leading with their pitch or leading with their product. And it's so salesy and it's so product driven that nobody in their right mind is going to feature it in their publication. I mean, it, it, it's glaringly obvious self-promotion. I mean, that's a huge one, right? I mean, in itself. You don't do that. And that's the thing. It's like you first figure out, like you said, you figure out what your story is. And yes, the human side of it, whether it's about the founder, and usually with a lot of startups, it should be more about the people behind the product and the company. Because there's a reason you're passionate about going into this business. And if there's not a passion for it, then get out right now because you need to be passionate if you're doing a startup. And so you figure out what that human level story is and why somebody would care to tell that story. So if it's a family member that had COVID and you were like, you know what, the hand sanitizer thing, blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, you make it all about that. But yes, right when you're sending that pitch, in that first couple of lines, you have to make it about the media. But you have to say, hey, I took the time. I read that article that you just did, and it really got to me. I love your writing style. I love how you tell stories. You know, I've been waiting for a great excuse to reach out to you and send you something that might interest you. And you make it all about them. Make it about the reporter. And then you give them that human level interest story, that pitch. And that's going to give get their attention much more than, hey, talk about me, 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 me. If you say, if you first compliment them, it's like, you know, growing up, the sandwich effect. Say something good, make it all about them, give them the meat, which is about you. And then at the end, once again, bring it back to them. Hey, would love to talk more, whether you're interested or not. I would love to just stay in contact with you. No, I love that. Perfect. Okay, great. So we talked about figuring out your story. We talked about the framework on how to gather some you know, some different niches and get some different writers in those niches and then send out an email. We gave you a little bit of a framework there. What's next? I mean, you're hopefully you're going to get a couple of bites there with that, but what's right. next? So the next thing is, you know, hopefully one or two of these reporters get back to you. And once they get back to you, you know, the next thing is taking, you know, doing the interview, whether it's TV, radio, online, making sure that all the proper talking points are put across. So Make that list of about five to 10 things that you want to get out of that article. So once they say yes to you, start brainstorming, okay, this is what I really want to get out of the article. This is what I want that you know reporter to really know. These are the images I would love him to use. These are the main talking points. Then do the interview, wait for that article to come out. Now that article comes out, and now you can take that article and number one, repurpose it in ads that you can spend on Facebook or wherever else. 
to start generating leads or you know attention on your company or whatever your service is. And then the other is take those one or two articles and start pitching out to another 50 different people and say, hey, I was just, you know, again, make it about them first, but then be like, hey, you know, the Washington Post just said this and this, and I would love to go into more detail about this with you and start enticing them, showing that you've got the credibility now through other media outlets so that more want to talk about you. And as you start doing that and building up, you're going to, you know, go further. And again, out of that first 50 list, if nobody's gotten back to you, the first thing you could do is go back to each one of them and be like, hey, my email was, you know, not working properly. I would love to make sure you first got my email. And if they don't get back then, email them another few days later, be persistent and be like, oh, you know, the Washington Post or wherever, you know, just did a great story on me. I would love to go into more detail with you. And again, always be pitching, always be thinking ahead and uh, using whatever you get in your ads or in your awareness on your social media and use it to your advantage to build the credibility so that your fans or consumers are starting to see this and being like, oh, this guy's been featured here, here, here. Obviously, we should be you know, going to him for whatever he's doing. So you brought up an interesting point. It seems like the first bit of PR that you get is the hardest one, right? Yeah. Because that's the snowball that it gets that rock moving. It gets that snowball moving. And then you're going to gain some momentum. You're going to use that first piece of PR, that first article, we'll call it, or that first interview. And then you're going to use that as kind of social proof in a way when you do your next pitch. And then that's going to bring the barriers down. It's going to increase the trust level and you're more likely to get that. So that first one, I mean, you know, when you say, because you've probably sent out a ton of pitches, not only on a personal level, but for clients. I mean, when you don't have a lot of PR, I mean, what are some realistic expectations if someone were to, if they followed pretty much to the letter of what you said, identifying the niches, identifying some writers that are in that niche, and then sending out that email with that same sort of tone and framework. I mean, what could somebody expect if you send out 50 emails? Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two? Is it going to be five? And I know it's going to vary, but I want people to have a realistic expectation. I don't want people, here's what I think people are going to do. They're going to send out three emails and no one's going to get back to them. And then they're going to quit like a bunch of yeah. Whatever. Yeah, right? no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's all about persistence. And it's also, you know, be realistic. You know, look at yourself and be like, it's day one. I'm not going to get into, you know, fucking Forbes or entrepreneur or something big. You know, you've got to really, you know, be like, okay, I'm a local small company startup. Maybe I should be aiming for the local newspapers, the local media first. Once I get a few of those, then I can start branching into another demo or another region. Don't just aim for the big guys because, you know, it's like, I see this so many times, like you said, you know, a guy has a great product and he thinks it's the best thing, you know, since sliced bread. And he goes, I got to be on Fox business tomorrow. And it's like, no, Fox business won't care about you. What you need to do is you got to build your credibility in your own regional press first and then go to them and be like, hey, all these local guys are talking about me. I'm all over the place. You know, I could be an expert for whatever you're talking about. So you need to build your credibility and have, you know, realistic expectations. And again, you're probably not going to get a lot of the bigger guys because, you know, the bigger guys are getting pitched to from their close contacts like myself and other PR firms that have been working with these guys for years um, and have relationships and have built all that. You know, you're doing this, remember, without a PR firm. So you're doing this on your own. So you got to really be realistic and pitch the local people who, you know, rather work with a local regional person than a big PR firm pitching them. Yeah. I mean, if you can get on a local television net network in your market, 
I mean, that could be huge. Yeah. I mean, the return is also, I mean, a lot of people will have to realize this. An article in Forbes is not going to get you the same ROI as a regional thing if you're in a lo- local regional area, because maybe that local regional television show only has, I don't know, 5,000 viewers. And Forbes, yes, has millions of readers. But the people that are reading Forbes and all that aren't going to really care if you're in a small town in Alabama. But if you get on the Alabama TV, you know, you're going to have a more of a conversion from that Alabama viewership because you're in Alabama and they can go right to you right then and there. So a lot of people have to also be like, okay, Forbes looks good for credibility, like as seen on Forbes. But in terms of actual ROI for a startup, which is important because you want to gain traction and ROI so that you can get the funds to get the bigger press and the bigger everything, you should always aim for what's the quickest and best ROI. And that's usually regional. So here's a question for you. We talked, you talked a lot about print. You talked a lot about TV, kind of traditional media. That's kind of how we frame things to this point. What do you think about new media? What do you think about things like podcasts or YouTube or Instagram or things of that nature where, you know, you take a little bit more of a new media approach? I mean, what's the application there and what's the value? Do you think it's too much hype, a lot of sizzle and no steak, or is there value there? No, 100% there's value. I mean, every company these days should have you know, at least three, you know, social media channels, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or even, you know, Clubhouse these days, if you're an entrepreneur, YouTube, especially, you should have all these platforms going because again, it's new eyeballs, it's new searches, and it's a way to take your wins. So if you're on a podcast and you're doing a podcast like we are today, when this comes out, I can take, you know, the audio clips and stuff and repurpose it on my social media for my viewers and for new people that maybe don't listen to your podcast to now, you know, here. Because again, if you're on TV in Alabama, only people in Alabama are going to watch what's on TV when it actually airs. But now if you take that video and you put that video on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, you know, Facebook, now all of a sudden people can rewatch that over and over and over again. And you're repurposing the media wins to use to gain that credibility and to leverage into other wins that are going to come afterwards. So yes, all media is important. Podcasts, whatever it is. I mean, even if it's a small, small podcast or a small radio show locally, you can always repurpose it to make it seem bigger and to get the word out there because maybe you go on a television show and you fuck it up. It's a three minute interview and you fuck up two minutes of that, right? But maybe there's that one good one minute clip or that one great thing you said. You could edit that one great thing out and keep repurposing that and showing other people, hey, this is how I sound. This is how I look. This is what my you know knowledge is. And that's really going to bring you to that next level. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Well, listen, is there anything else you want to add specific to you know what a small business owner might want to be thinking about or doing as it relates to starting this PR wheel? You know what? The one thing is I always say, you know, pay attention to what your competition is doing. Google, see what they're doing, what media outlets, you know, some of the bigger guys in your industry are being showcased in and reach out or figure out a strategy to target those type of media, because obviously it's working for those guys. And if you're a startup, I guarantee you media outlets these days love helping out the smaller guys. So if you can target some of the big media or the other media that are, you know, featuring some of these big guys in your wheelhouse you're going to go further. So always pay attention to what your industry is doing. Pay attention to trends and think outside of the box. 
you know, don't just think, uh, you know, one way is the right way. Figure out different things to do. If you're a restaurant or a local shop or whatever, maybe there's a local celebrity. Maybe there's an influencer. Maybe there's something you can do to really bring eyeballs on you and get people in the door or people talking about what your service or business is. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point and a great way to close out that basic layout here, which is, you know, think outside the box, right? I think everybody has a tendency to think in straight lines and they have a tendency to talk too much about their product and it's too transparent. And, you know, it's really not about your product. You're trying to just create awareness, whether that be for you, the entrepreneurs, the brand, or whether it be the overarching goal of whatever you're doing. You just want to be seen as someone, as a person of influence, right? That in itself is going to lead to other PR opportunities and good things can happen. You know, again, it's PR is not a one-time event. It's something you got to continue to do over and over again. You can't expect one interview to make or break your business. It's just not going to happen that way, you know, unless you get on Oprah, of course, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Which right. she doesn't but, even... I mean, but I mean, even it's once you get on Oprah, you, you know, the guys that we've had on Oprah before, you still have to use that and leverage it, you know, because a week later, you know, your 15 minutes has died down and how can you repurpose that or reuse it to go forward? It's same as people that have been on Shark Tank. Um, so again, you know, the main thing is don't think that the media needs you and don't think that consumers need you. If you have that mindset, then you're going to go further because if you know the media doesn't need you and that consumers don't need you, then you need to figure out a way to entice them to think they need you. And if they can get to thinking they need you, then they're going to buy into whatever you're selling and whatever you're pitching and whatever that human level interest is. And then you're going to be successful. Love it. Perfect. All right, well, listen, two rapid fire questions, and we're going to wrap it up for today. What's your favorite growth tool, software, SaaS product, app, something you use to help grow your business? You know what? There's so many different tools for different things, but I just say google.com. Always Google the news, Google what's going on, because that's going to help you grow the biggest is reading the news and reading what's out there in your industry. Yeah, Google knows everything. And what would be one book that you recommend, maybe something you read that helped you on your journey or you think might help them on theirs? Honestly, I don't read much other than uh, online stuff. So uh, I can't really say I recommend any books. I wrote a book called Cut the Bullshit, which is a picture book with poems uh, that helps people figure out just some topics. But uh, again, Google, just read, read, read the news. That's what I do. There's no really book that I ever recommend just because, you know, I've never had the patience to sit through a whole book because they're just too long for me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, listen, Zach, let everybody know how they can connect with you learn more about ZTPR, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. Um, you know, just go to my website, ZTPR.net. You can find me on Instagram, Zach Tepperman. Or again, I've said it before, just Google me. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate you being here. I'll make sure I add those links in the show notes. Have an awesome day, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.